Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. This is episode two. Are you moving within your purpose or conforming to the conditioning of your environment? In today's episode, we talked with Tracy Bauerlein about the importance of staying true to yourself and walking within your purpose. I'm excited for this episode. Without further ado, let's get to it. This is the uh, rose water edition. <laughs> this is a special series. That's all right. First of many. First of many. I like that. I like that. Yo, what's up? What's going on? Man, we're back again. Yes, iron sharpens iron. Back again. This is a special this is a special Jeez, edition. Y'all wanna y'all wanna explain? Why is this so special? Why is it special? What do you mean? We've got an amazing guest. We've got an amazing (laughs) guest in the house, (laughs) Tracy Bauerlein. She obviously is partnered with Rose Water, uh, pretty much runs the company um, along with her boss, Rob. Um, But yeah, we definitely, I'm excited to get into it. Um, The conversation is going to be fire. I already know that. Uh, Spiritual, heavy, uh, business oriented, overcoming. I mean, you name it, we're going to talk about it. Um, But yeah, I'm ready to go. Hope I live up to that expectation. Hey, it's yeah. a, they set a very high standard for I you know. Because this is this is our first time meeting and everyone that I know knows you. I feel like on in like every circle. So <laughs> she's pretty popular. I don't know how I, this is my first time, but um, I'm excited for everybody to to hear what you have to share as well. So uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in Charlotte? Yeah, I've been in Charlotte for seven years now, mm. born and raised in New Jersey. Don't judge me. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know other people yeah. in this room have yeah. also. That's why I said don't judge me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, life has just kind of led me where I've been meant to go. Um, I was always in the wine industry straight out of college. was supposed to go to law school, but my mom had some serious health issues that kind of led me down a different path, but I trust you're meant to go where you're meant to go. For sure. Um, Started with a different wine supplier, and they said, hey, you're killing it in New Jersey. You want to pick up and move away from everything you know and love and do something you've never done away from everyone? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) So I moved here seven years ago without a single soul of a friend, like didn't know anyone. I was sitting at bars eating dinner Mm -hmm. by myself like, Hey, want to be my friend? <laughs> I mean, because when you're 30 years old, it's like, yeah. you know, you people have their own friend groups established mm-hmm. already, and you're just trying to find your way. And I worked from home, so I didn't okay. even have those establishments to be able to make friends. Yeah. So I was doing that for six years here, okay. and then um, my paths crossed with Rob, who is just um, spiritual, mm. and it was more of a soul connection kind of a thing. Okay. So I just felt compelled to jump. And yeah. that's what I did. I just was in a great position in my other company, but something told me it was time to go to grow, evolve, change. Mm-hmm. That's when you're uncomfortable and you dive into something to find out who you are and what you're meant to be doing. And I dove into this company, and although I can't say I conceptu- conceptualized the idea for this, I feel mm-hmm. like it was the catalyst for bringing it to from four states to 40 now we're in. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but even deeper than that, I just feel like it was big in my intuition to understand that it was time to make a move, Mm. even though I was complacent in a comfortable mediocrity, if Mm -hmm. you will. Okay. Um, Just felt right to 
to take that step, even if it was daunting or uncertain. I just trusted it, and now I can't even imagine going back. That's usually what happens without the risk. There's no reward. You have to jump without seeing that. So For sure. I did, and that's brought me to this moment with you fine gentlemen sitting here talking about Wesley it. Wesley dropping bombs in the first five yes, minutes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Man, okay, so for starters, stepping out on faith, at, at 30 years old, moving to a completely new city, um, I can definitely relate, moving to different countries and different cities, not having friends, and really just having to put yourself out there. So having some meals alone, um, some, some lonely nights. Wild. But, um, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're stepping out on faith, you, you just have to ultimately trust that, you know, his, his plan is, is going to, um, you know, work out. It's going to be the best for you. A hundred percent. I feel like intuition's always been such a, it's like we're unfortunately taught to mask that with fear and with what is expected of us, societal constraints, if you will, mm. of what it is that will make you successful, make you valuable. Mm -hmm. And then there's an internal knowing that we're born with that we suppress because of everything that we're taught and that mm. we have to just adhere to. But when you kind of reawaken that and you trust in that and you follow it, it's the most difficult thing to do to really just dive in head first to that. But when you do, it's like the most rewarding thing and all of these doors just open afterwards. So, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I'm an only child. I had my okay. core group of friends. Yeah. And if you told me that I'd be moving out of New Jersey, I would have been like, you're lying. Yeah. Like, there's no way. But it was just something in my gut that was like, do it. Okay. And when you listen to that, I mean, it's just a constant evolution upward because all these doors will open if you follow the path that you're guided towards. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. So when you told your friends and family, hey, I have this opportunity, I'm thinking about leaving New Jersey, how was that response? They were like, no way, you're not <laughs> going anywhere. Lots of visits back and forth. Yeah. And, and you know what? It was a dark time for me, I'm not going to yeah. lie. The first year... Um, to have those crutches continuously throughout life, to have those core group of friends, to have my family so close-knit, um, and then to just dive into the complete unknown. Like I said, not even the buffer friend to go and check out the scene, but to right. be completely alone really does something for you, but it did something profound for me. Yeah. It made me face myself head on, and out of that darkness came such an amazing, profound light of self-awareness, understanding, and just, um, love self-love if you mm -hmm. will that i'm whole alone i don't need any of these things that i didn't know i didn't need mm -hmm. but i wanted you yeah. know they were in my life for a reason right. but to come into that awareness of self and truly be solid in it if you're in my life now it's because you add value it's not because sure. you're providing something that i have a hole to fill mm -hmm. because i had to go through that place of just I, i'm here and like i need to learn about who i am and well, uh, on the other side of that it's like I said, just the profound reality of, of self-awareness. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that one part was huge that she just mentioned is, uh, and we've talked about before, numerous conversations of like loving yourself or mm -hmm. taking care of yourself or whatever right. you want to call it, whatever verbiage you want to put there. Right. Um, but I think it's honestly physically and mentally and spiritually impossible to give yourself to someone else, even whether it's a intimate relationship, a friend uh, relationship or a business relationship without taking care of yourself first. Um, and I think a lot of people miss that. They almost try to like bridge the gap when they're say like 70% full and try to fill it with somebody else. And the next thing you know, two weeks down the road, they still have the same void that they thought they were filling with somebody else's 
uh, characteristics or somebody else's love Absolutely. or somebody else's ideas, yeah. and then they get lost in the sauce, mm -hmm. and it's just like a repeating lost broken record. You know what I'm saying? Like it's nonstop that people go try like jumping from thing to thing or relationship to relationship trying to fill something that no one else is gonna fill for yourself unless you actually like put in the work, change and do it. Right. So I think that's huge and that's something that a lot of things uh, people miss. And I think a, a caveat to that as well, she mentioned also that she would not have identified herself if she had not had stepped 100%. out of the, you said before, the, the, the complacency within mediocrity, mm -hmm. then the questions you had Right, or the identity you thought you had, but yeah. really it was the identity of the friend group you had. So when you remove yourself from that environment, then you begin to find yourself. 100%. Right. You have nothing to fall back on. No, None of those calls to be like, hey, mm -hmm. I just need this validation or mm -hmm. whatever it is. You're just, you're in it and you're just facing it. And I mean, they're there, but it's distant. And when you feel that physical distance and emotional distance, it's distance. Mm -hmm. So it was dark, but... Uh, again, I would go through it because now I understand that that pivotal moment of whenever I'm in that stuck place or in that dark place, I know that I'm going through it for a reason to be able to come on the other side better and more aware of mm -hmm. something that I'm meant to be perceptive to. There you go. Mm, that's deep. <laughs> okay, so transitioning. Um, where does your inner drive come from? So I did hear your your spiritual person like, like us three, and um, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I just kind of want to hear your perspective on that. Yeah, interestingly enough, it um, I've always connected to something greater than myself. I pray, and I, I feel connected to to an energy of something that like lights me up and makes me feel motivated. Okay. But I never really understood it until it just kind of smacked me in my face. I don't even know how to explain how profound it was, but it was just almost a waking up and just an awareness of, of a source energy, of something really powerful that was like, hey, Trey, you got this. Like, you're good, and you're, you've been going through some things, but I got your back. And it was so profound for me that I reached out to some spiritual mentors that I had been aware of through some documentaries actually on TV. And um, when I went, it just, the stars aligned for me to be able to be in front of one of them. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was sitting there, he was kind of like, are you gonna talk about your gift and your ability and what you've been going through? Like, and it was just, the things that he said were so impactful and poignantly directed at me that I couldn't ignore what he was saying. And mm -hmm. it just kind of brought me into that deeper understanding of spirituality and who I am as a person and, and what it is that I'm meant to do. He really like just laid the foundation for me to explore the feelings I was having of what I was feeling or seeing or hearing or trusting right. even. Um, and it just made it feel okay so it just kind of made me dive into this path of researching it and, and reading books about spirituality and um, just your inner knowing and kind of just expanding that outward. So, mm. I mean, I, I don't even know how to explain what it was. It was yeah. just, a, like I said, a ton of bricks that yeah. just came one night where I woke up and was like, oh, this is all happening for a reason. <laughs> I get it. I feel, I feel you. Thank you. <laughs> Now, was this something that you, you know, prayed prayed on, you know, meditated on, whatever whatever your practice is? Is this something that you had, um, you know, thought about for a while? Like, honestly, I wish I could say that it was something that I was asking for guidance for mm -hmm. consistently, but I feel like it was more often just me. Um, 
being aware of myself and being appreciative of what was coming to me and my understanding of navigating this dark time mm. and just being expressing gratitude. Yeah. So I honestly feel like even though I wasn't asking for something, I was looking at the positive side of what it was I was going through. And I feel like that kind of brought me to a powerful place of being rewarded for it by having a distinct understanding of what it was I was connecting to. Okay. So okay. I wasn't sitting there like, give me the answers. I was kind of right. just like, thank you for whatever I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I just really understand that I know that out of this will come some distinct realization that you're going to provide me with. And that kind of just brought me into a really profound awareness. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how else yeah. to say it. And I think that goes right into um, like controlling what you control, but like walking out like the way you think you should be living your life and kind of following like what you're like pulled to on a daily basis, but not like sitting there and like begging for something, but you're not doing anything. Yeah. It's almost like homeboy is up top sitting there with potato chips, but he's watching you sit on the couch. But once you get off the couch and you start walking, he'll drop a potato chip and you can call it a blessing or whatever you want in your life. But I think that's the process. So many people get caught up in like, asking for stuff and why isn't this happening to me and um, always feeling like uh, it's my fault, I'm not doing anything. But you gotta realize like you gotta actually go out and like follow something that you're passionate about and start walking in that path and whatever you believe in is eventually gonna happen for you mm -hmm. if you're actually walking it out, you know? I feel like it's about surrender yeah. mm -hmm. is kind of the key word that always would come, which is why I tattooed it on myself. I love that. Yeah, it's just about um, controlling outcomes was always one of the things that kind of bogged me down because I just had this expectation for how things were supposed to go. Hmm. And when it didn't go that way, I mean, it would just completely derail me. Yeah. And when I surrendered to trusting that even though it doesn't seem like this is the way I'm supposed to go, just it feels right, so I'm going to go this way. I mean, the positive impact that would have and the doors that would open, to your point, just like the gravitational pull if you will mm -hmm. eating those potato chips yeah you know it just brought me to where i was meant to be but it came it came from trust and it yeah. came from surrender it came from understanding that because most people are in their own way blocking those gifts and blocking the communication and the potato chips they yeah. just you know maybe they don't want to snack that yeah. day yeah but <laughs> i mean it definitely sounds like you were open to that though right you were open to receiving what was coming yes and I oftentimes like I'm sounding like Michael. <laughs> oftentimes, uh, <laughs> I hear people, you know, pray for things and or you know, in your case, just you know, you're moving in a certain direction, and I'm sure you had a lot of people, you know, a lot of opportunities along the way that could have been distractions that they they could have been bad or good distractions, right? But I find a lot of people just aren't open, right, to what they're actually looking for you know they're they're open to what the world says this is what you need but what they actually need is something completely different than how they were trained or brought up trained good, so good way to look at trained it. yeah or brought up. no it's a, it's a conditioning mm -hmm. and from birth you are born with a profound knowing and it's just this you are who you are we we all of the things that are negative traits are pretty much learned unfortunately yeah. And it's from, and it's not even a, a bad thing per se when it's parents or school systems or whatever it is regurgitating what it was that they were taught to, you know, understand. Right. It's not like they're trying to derail you or take you off of For your sure. highest path. But when you live in that space, it's difficult to listen to that inner voice because it's just subconsciously embedded in you to just like 
hammer away at that this is your truth and this is what you should be feeling. So it almost brings guilt and shame when you try to go against it and live in that comfortability of your right. certainty. Right. So. The only thing that's certain is everything's uncertain. Correct. In I agree. In reality of life. I think the hardest part to do is surrender, though, to anything. For sure. All right. Ego. I've heard this thing. Matter of fact, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to something today. I think you and I were listening to it. Um, but I've heard this multiple times. But the guy basically was talking about how uh, he knew that he had to kill this particular part of his, of his life. Or this part to basically come come to life, right? Mm -hmm. Something must die, so I, so I can progress. I can't recall where I heard that from. I heard it today, and I hate I can't remember what it was. But it's so true, right? You got to kill something. You have to surrender. Let go of the preconceived things that you think you know, the the conditioning you once were taught. It may not put you forward where you want to get to, right? So taking that step, that leap, that jump that you mentioned you took. To say, okay, cool. This is what I'm I'm used to doing. Yeah. So far, I've got, it's gotten me this far right now. But we now had to start before as well. If I want to get to the next point, I have to understand. Let me let go of this possibly. Take that leap, and see what happens. Right. Have the faith. Have the courage. And you have done a good job at that so far. That's mm -hmm. amazing story. You have to let go of that comfortability. You have to. Um, the lesson will repeat as needed. Mm -hmm. And if you stay in that cycle, it's just your master of your own demise, if you will, because mm -hmm. you're not willing to evolve and to change. Change is uncomfortable. It's difficult, and people don't want to dive into that. They don't want to explore that part because it's daunting. So, um, yeah, you do have to grow and change, adapt. Yeah, yeah. essentially you're, you're sacrificing good for great, though, mm -hmm. right? And yes. so a lot of people are doing very good. We, we have a lot of friends in Charlotte or, you know, in the States in general that are doing by world standards really well. good yeah. um, however what they truly want when you have a conversation with them is something great mm -hmm. but that leap of faith is just not you know and it, maybe it's just not that their time right I do hope and pray that eventually they get to the point where they're also able to take that leap of faith that that jump like you have and eat that potato chip just one, <laughs> one step at a time. time right? <laughs> that's the most important thing, but I feel like that's why it's so impactful, just even who you guys are, just to have this platform or to be able to want to understand the deeper layer. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. When I'm out, I want to know who you are. I don't want to ask what you do. I don't care about your job. Yeah. Who are you? What mm -hmm. lights you up? What do you run towards when you're not looking at anything? Like, what is it that makes you feel motivated, inspired? What have we taught you not to feel that way about? Mm -hmm. You know, do, do cars light you up? Could you, were you playing with cars when you were growing up? And mm -hmm. you could say the make and model of them, but we're gonna tell you that you need to be a doctor or a lawyer to be successful or valid in right. in this world. Right. But you know what? You could have probably designed a car that would be a hover car. I don't need, you know, it's Tesla. like that's <laughs> a, yeah, you could have been. But we don't. We mask that. We yeah. we put that inspirational flame out and it's unfortunate and it's awesome when you're around people that can help build you up and reignite that spark because I can't say anything that lights you up if it doesn't connect to your truth yeah. your truth is your truth and if I'm saying something speaking directly to your soul mm -hmm. and it does something for you it's because that's you that's right. not me right but it's just that is the most beautiful thing that we can offer as individuals is to provide that for other people to help them live 
in that certainty of who they are is magic. Yeah. And to chase that. So tomorrow, everybody go out and ask people, who are you? Now, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy. Oh, people, people get thrown off because, <laughs> oh, I mean, you talk to anyone nowadays, and I, I personally used to do it. It was like you hide behind, like for me, it was like general manager. And like I hid behind that title and walked around as general manager of XYZ and XYZ uptown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, people get so caught up in that, and that, it, that takes over your self-image, and there goes your confidence. That's wrapped up in your job. Next thing you know, you turn around, your job's gone, and you have nothing left in your body as far as, like, a confidence or, or mental stability, you know, and you just lose everything and got to, like, refine yourself. So it's, that's crucial. Yeah. That is crucial. I mean, especially today, we're seeing layoffs like crazy. Constantly. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to, we have to prepare ourselves for that and constantly grow and, and, and do something different than what we've seen before. I mean, so what she just said is now I think is crucial, though. And we, mm -hmm. we, we know this part as well, but understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. I think if you understand who you are and what it is you want outside of a job title, outside of a of occupation, like who, what, what do you actually want as the person, Tracy? Because yeah. then exactly. you can identify a variety of things to go to. What's funny is if you ask that question to like somebody at Sycamore, like, yo, <laughs> hey, Steve, what's up, man? I said, who are you? <laughs> like, like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, what? No, like, like, bro, like, 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 what thing you, you enjoy traveling? You enjoy that? Like, yeah. Most times, they'd probably be so confused, they walk away. <laughs> like, like, they would look at you like, like you're crazy, for sure. Drinking his beer, it's like, like, the question, <laughs> the question get out of the time is, is uh, how are you? And everybody always say, I'm good. Right? It's like these blanket, robotic, automated answers. That's why I stopped saying that. <laughs> yeah. Because we I, talked I, about that. Yeah. yeah. I, had to, I had to switch it to living the dream. Because I know one day, if I if I go ahead and put myself there now, mm. regardless of, I mean, we see each other every day. So yeah. regardless of the the negativity and just the mm -hmm. world punching me in the face, I have to put myself there yeah. and believe that that's coming mm -hmm. for all of us. Yeah, right? That's so important. I always say that to my parents. I call them. I'm like, how are you guys doing? They're like, hanging in there. I'm like, well, you know what? That's all you're ever going to be doing if you don't say I'm great today. Today was an amazing day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so today she called me. So we, we, we come in a building today. <laughs> like, hey, Tracy, give me a hug. Da, 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 da. How are you? She said, how's your day? I said, it was good. I said, how's your day? It was amazing. I said, oh, I was, my day was great. I was, yeah. I'm sorry. We changed my wording. Elevate your language. Yes. Yeah, so that goes back to association. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't know to elevate yourself if you're around people that look the same. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If they're on the same level, who's you can't be the, on the same level or better than the people around you. That's yeah. why I'm glad I met you. Uh, because you, everything I heard was positive, and honestly, mm -hmm. this is better than what I was expecting. So thank you. Thank you for that. It's, I'm truly grateful to be here. Yeah. Obviously, I know everyone in this circle is really just um, aware, mm -hmm. and it's amazing to be around people with such a positive mindset. Yeah. Well, we do appreciate that. So going towards uh, creativity, you mentioned that just a second ago, um, and I have a, a question after that, but... How did you keep that creative like muscle going? Because the world, like you said, the world is our teachers, our parents mm -hmm. are going to not on purpose. I, I really don't think it's Agreed. on purpose, but they're going to try to move you in a direction to where you're no longer that creative, uh, you know, flowing person that you once were. I saw that in sports and soccer myself. Um, you know, with coaches not wanting you to do certain moves and certain tricks that you're seeing professionals do, and you're like, well, why can't I, why can't I do that? Um, and then you get to another level, and you're like, 
now I need these tricks in my arsenal because these players are too good. Yeah. Um, but just in everyday life as well. So I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I feel like removing yourself from things that take you out of flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a great, very established career. When I tell you, people would have thought that I was nuts for going to leave. Um, I was comfortable, mm-hmm. complacent mediocrity. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I had it made according to anyone that wanted to look on paper of a checklist to see what it was that I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't happy. And I was creatively hindered by being in that space. And I understood that I wouldn't reach my full potential as a human if I stayed in that. Sure, it would be comfortable. And if anyone wanted to judge me off of what I had or superficially, materialistically, sure, great. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't who I was. And in this profound awareness came that understanding that you have to jump even when it seems uncomfortable and when it seems like it's less on paper the move to make. And just moving into the company that I'm with now, um, it was something from the interaction with my boss that made me see that he just has an understanding of life. It's it's not I don't work I don't have a boss. I have a teammate, and I'm allowed to live in my strengths. I'm allowed to live in that creative gear. When you're put into something where your job description is this, 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 and this, and if you're not perfect at all of those things and you're not worthy of being in that position, that's garbage. You know what I mean? You have to be able to thrive where you can be beneficial and useful and proliferate your, your, I mean, skill set. And when you're masked from that because it's just something on paper, it it will keep you in this box and you'll stay in that box. So he really allows me to live in my strengths and to navigate what I like to do, which is connect to people. Mm. So, I mean, sales, sure. Alcohol, sure. But it's about who him understanding who I am as a person, allowing me to live in that space. And it's kept my creative muscle flexed because I'm able to navigate that world in the way that I choose to. It's funny, I always tell the story, but he called it my 12-step program when I got out of my last company because I would go into like, we'd be going into meetings together and I'd sit there and he'd be like, what, you look frazzled. And I'm like, we don't have the data points to show what our brands are doing. And he's like, whoa. He's like, I thought we were at step seven. You're at like four, dude. (laughs) And he was like, I don't, look. And the way I always explain it is when I'm in a presentation now, it's like when the teacher's up there speaking and there's a PowerPoint behind you, you're scribbling down what's on the PowerPoint to get to it before the next one comes up. You're not connecting to what she's saying. So you know what? Take away those data slides of what our product is doing or what where we rank in the grand scheme of things and just look at someone and talk to them. Listen to how you can impact their business and how you can be effective in growing together in this partnership. And when you bring that to the table, it connects to so many people on a soul level that is so absent. And that's the number one thing in a sales position is just connectivity and relationship. So we've, I've been able to bring that back. And every once in a while, I, there's a you know glitch in the matrix. And I go back to like, oh. And he's like, all right, step nine. Come on. We're good. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. So um, it's been that's how I've been able to stay in my creative gear off. Uh, honestly is by surrounding myself in environments friendships relationships and my boss my career that allow me to live in my strengths to stay creative because if not i'm going to be in a, i'm going to run into that wall i'm constantly going to hit that ceiling so it's just powerful to be able to understand myself enough and i'll give myself credit to know when it's time to jump from something because it's hindering that growth mm-hmm. of creativity 
Okay. So keeping okay. it basic in the South Bank. Yeah. So taking it back to the basics of, okay, forget doing all the extra stuff. Let's keep it simple. Okay. All right. So you 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 have somebody in your corner who you were blessed to have that allows you to see that. Correct. Because when you do too much, oftentimes it removes the flexibility to be creative. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's dope. And she said, "Flex my creative muscle." Man. Yeah. <laughs> Flex well, no, think brain. about it. Cause like in my old role, look, I mean, I was killing it numerically. I mean, I was the top selling person, but it's like out of the nine things that I was doing great, the tenth thing was the thing they wanted to focus on, and I'm laying in bed sweating at three o'clock in the morning about like what I didn't accomplish, and I'm like. Mm. I'm feeling unworthy right now. Right. Why? I'm putting my everything into this. It's taking time out of my weekends, out of my friendships, out of my relationships. I can't live like this because I know I'm putting everything I have into it like I do with everything. And if it's not good enough, you just got to cut the cord. Yeah. It's just time to accept that. Like, let's move into something that is good for you. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. I mean, but it's that goes back to that fear. That goes back fear. to that complacency and... Um, I think it's amazing that you that you're at you are where you are like Thank today, you. right? Feels um, good. But you're you're still going, right? You're not finished. Oh no, so, no. So what is what is what is next? Oh, that's you a, know like it's a wild question to ask. It's like I you know what I feel like I don't even map out plans for myself. Do I have an idea? I mean, where am I going to be at the next level of my understanding? If mm. you asked me, I can say that twenty seven year old me didn't even. I mean, she didn't know anything. Okay. But you know what? When I'm 47, I'm looking back at 37, I'm like, she didn't know anything. Yeah. So, I, I mean, where I'm going will be where I'm meant to be. I can't even mm. map out a plan for what it looks like because I just trust what it will look like is I'll be secure enough in that internal knowing, in that guidance, in that thing that may not make sense logically for me to follow. That's the thing I'll be following. So in five years, whatever that thing tells me to do, it's exactly where I'll be. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, how do you show up? Like, how do you show up in the world? <laughs> like, when people meet you, because I obviously I wish everybody that's listening to this could be in here with us. Mm. But I want to know like how how other people also you know see you. Like, how do you show up? Obviously, Brandon. You know, like you you met Tracy. I don't I don't even know when. But how, yeah. did, how did she, what was your first impression of her? Um, whoa. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, the first word, when you say the first word that comes to mind is like authentic. Like mm. Tracy's going to be the same person like at her apartment by herself, watching TV, reading a book, that she's going to be at the bar getting drinks with girlfriends or, or hanging out, getting food or anything like that. Um, so that was the first thing that came to mind was like authentic, direct, like whatever's on her mind. It, it's It's always about adding value and she's always interested in the other person first before that they're interested in her which is something you don't find nowadays is being like selfless and actually taking interest in someone else and seeing how their days and stuff like that um and i think she presents that no matter where she is whether it's in a business meeting for for rose water hanging out with us or like i said hanging out with her girlfriends or even by herself and someone calls her on the phone it's always like how are you just like downstairs you know what i'm saying and i think that's authentic because she's developed herself to that point and worked on herself enough where it's natural and that's who she is um and yeah i would say authenticity is like what jumps out when you first like first interaction so the praising session of tracy begins. <laughs> keep so, it going guys yeah. you gotta think, grease uh, my head to get it out of this door <laughs> <laughs> so our, our first real interaction that she and i had right 
we got into a very deep conversation. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm very, and I'm, I, it came. Just who I am. This big old bright smile, but it was immediately, like she was uplifting me before we even sat down, based upon things she have, have heard or seen, right? I'm like, yo, okay, this is, this is interesting. This, this, is, this is different, right? Immediately adding value. Right. And then we get into like thought-provoking conversation, things that actually matter. It's not anything mm -hmm. surface level. It's like some deep stuff, right? That is very unnormal. I wish it wasn't, but it's, it's very un like untypical, or it's not typical for people to have those kind of dialogues in the first interaction. But that's who she is, though. I right? appreciate that. I think that that's something that is sad that it's missing in, mm -hmm. in conversations, interactions. It's like... We live in this ego-based society where you have to put on a front and it's something that, it's a facade of just false reality. And when you truly come at people in a place of, from love, you felt lo it's love, it's just genuine um, concern, care, wanting to know. And I feel like that's how I show up, is I'm always authentic, thank you, that's a, that was a great word. Um, with my friendships. It's like, if it's hard to hear, I'm going to tell you. Because you know what? I love you enough to let you know mm -hmm. about that. And if you don't know that what I have to say comes from love, then we're not on the same understanding because that's who, that's how all of your interactions should be coming from that genuine place of care and concern. I have nothing to gain by your misfortune or unhappiness. Nothing. So I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you. I've had friends call me and they're like, oh my God, can you believe he? And I'm like, yeah, I actually can. Do you want to know why? Because you... And <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just real. And that's something that's missing and it's thought provoking and it's captivating when you can just care about people. It's so sad that that has to be something that we talk about as something that's lacking. But mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that's just, I, I love understanding people. Some of my most profound interactions are when I'm on airplanes and I'm just sitting next to someone, I'm like, so <laughs> tell me your entire life story in two hours, go. <laughs> no, but it's just, no one asks about, no yeah. one cares. And when you lift that, when you see that corner and you lift it, it can shift someone's entire life, not just their day, mm -hmm. but their life, when you actually have a genuine care and concern for someone. So yeah. that's just how I try to show up. I love that, I love that. So what is the, and we're, we're about to wrap up, but what are the, some of the biggest lessons that you've learned that you know you can, teach us you know because yeah. we may we may be <laughs> sh growing through them currently so yeah um let's see success like it doesn't happen all the time it happens over time mm. so just really stay focused on what it is you're looking to accomplish and set goals and <laughs> are you gonna jot that one write that down <laughs> take notes um i feel like mindset is key Every day goes how you choose for it to go. Mm. You wake up and you want it to be bad, be the victim. Talk about it and complain about it, and then more will come to you that way. I think that your perspective and your mindset set the tone for every interaction and every, every day that you have. So just stay in the positive, because what does it hurt to be positive? It's going to bring more to you. The law of attraction, it's a real thing. So mm. mindset, understanding that there's going to be a lot of no's and to not have... You're so, don't take that personally. Just rise above it and look at it as a challenge. Take everything as a lesson instead of being the victim to it. Understand and look for the silver lining in everything has kind of impacted and shifted my life when I'm like, okay, this is really bad. I'll tell a story. 
I know we're trying to wrap up, but no, I'm you're good. Sorry. You're good. My mom had a um, double brain aneurysm like when um, I was in college, and she had acute emphysema before. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, yeah, I think we're good. I don't know what that was. <laughs> so anyway, backstory. My mom had acute emphysema when I was in college, and the doctor told her that she wouldn't see me graduate um, college if she kept smoking, wow. and she couldn't quit. She was like, I tried. I went to hypnotism. I went to this victim mentality, and I was like, Mom, <laughs> this is like a life or death thing. I don't know what yeah. you could be presented with that would make you try to overcome right. something more. But then she had a brain aneurysm leak. And I'm talking like the movie type stuff that mm. you see where it's like your, my mom was in a coma for three months. Have your family come to the hospital, say goodbye to her. Like you're not going to see her again. Walking, talking miracle. Like God bless <laughs> above for what happened to her. But out of that, she forgot that she smoked. Oh, wow. So she came back completely fine. It's been, it was a wild ride and a, a long road to navigate. But now she is my mom, still alive and still thriving. And I mean, mm. she wouldn't have been here if that didn't happen to her. So you could look at that brain aneurysm and be like, why us, why me? Mm -hmm. But I mean, looking at it now, it happened to save her life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so what's funny is oftentimes, right? We know when we put to stop doing something and we don't stop doing it. And I'm, I know we're, we're all here for faith-based individuals. But it comes to a point to where he almost pushes your hand and, and almost kind of makes you mm. give up whatever it is you need to give up mm. so you can move forward. We're, we're very hard-headed children, right? So he has to knock you across the head a couple times mm. <laughs> and put things in your life that are meant to remove things out of your life. Right? That is a, a great story in which, and, and she's here now today living well. Saw so you graduate. Thriving. Right. Gosh, she even smoked. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. a blessing, though. It yeah. was. Sure. And it, sure. I mean, it was the worst thing I've ever gone through in life. But the best thing, because I don't, you know, if that didn't happen, yeah. I don't, you know. Mm. So you just always have to look at, even when you're in that, it's difficult to obviously see that. Looking back now, I can reflect on it, and it's easier to recall. But um, in that, you have to understand. So that bringing it full circle, mindset mm. is one of the biggest things is to understand that this is happening now but it's for a reason mm -hmm. and it will come to light and I have to live in the confidence and the trust and the faith that that will be revealed. Yeah. Amen. I think the biggest thing that we all can take from today's discussion is perspective, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, unfortunately your, your mother went through that incident, right? Mm -hmm. However, when she came out, what you were hoping, you know, and praying for all this time was immediately like <laughs> removed, yeah. you know. And so um, I think that the perspective there and just uh, in general, the mindset with how you move forward in life, how you add value is amazing. And I'm honored to, to be having this conversation with you. Exactly. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been great. Definitely. I'm excited about this and excited to meet you guys and dive in and I live for this. I love to get to understand people and their perspective. Yes, yes. So we want to end with this rosé water. Obviously, uh. I want to make sure that we do a giveaway. And <laughs> so if you know who, what rosé water is, because I just found out this year, 
So my apologies. But um, <laughs> we'll make sure to keep the fridge stocked. So obviously look for the details on on our IG page. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely um, post about that. And, um, you know, feel free to reach out. Obviously, this this lady is full of knowledge. Right. <laughs> um, and I'm sure I'm sure you can find her at what's your what's your handle? Uh, T-R-A-Y-6-1-A-3 is mine, but at Rosé Wine Water is the Rosé. Cool, cool. Yeah, because, I mean, man, you need, everyone needs a Tracy in their life. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, so I'm going to pray for my Tracy. <laughs> Lord Jesus, please. Yes. No, but um, thank you again, Tracy. No, it was, a, it was an so honor. Um, thank you, boys, always showing up. Yes, sir. And um, you know, I'm excited for whoever wins this uh, rose water. Oh yes, yes. Because I'm I'm thirsty. <laughs> 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 All right. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Follow us. Uh, please share this pod and um, let us know who you want us to feature next. This concludes episode two: Breaking from the Norm. All right. So we have some exciting news for you. All right, we're going to do a giveaway over the next 48 hours, okay? So one viewer will have the opportunity to win two Rosé water cases and one Visa gift card. That Visa gift card is $50. Yes, $50 gift card, two Rosé water cases. All right, this is how you win. Follow the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast page. That is Iron Sharpens Iron underscore podcast. Two, share this post to your story. Okay, that is very important. Share this post to your story. And three, tag a friend. Maybe they're interested in the giveaway, but also maybe they'd be interested in listening to the pod as well. So tag a friend. Each additional tag will get you one additional entry. Thank you all for listening. Until next time. Peace.